Hey friend, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here listening to another episode of the Pattern Design Circle podcast. Here we talk all about the ins and outs of designing knit and crochet patterns and running a business that makes it all possible. I'm Jessica, your host, knitting pattern designer, design mentor, and the friend in your ear. Can't wait to dive right in. The Pattern Design Circle podcast is sponsored by the Pattern Design Circle, a membership community for knit and crochet pattern designers that are feeling lost, lonely, or frustrated in their business. It connects you with a supportive community that's always eager to answer your questions and help you through the hard times. And there's loads of resources and activities specifically catered to business and designing. Sound like your jam? Check it out at snickerdoodleknits.com forward slash design dash circle. That's snickerdoodle like the cookie, knits, K-N-I-T-S dot com forward slash design dash circle. All right, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pattern Design Circle podcast. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you once again. And today I have another featured guest designer episode for you. So if you haven't listened to the past past featured designer episodes that I've shared. These are replays from Instagram lives that I've posted on Instagram uh, to share more about designers and their creative process, their background, how their other hobbies and interests and passions all play a role in their designs and uh, really what's brought them to where they are today and what their day looks like now. Um, and so I'm very excited to share with you today, Megan Jones of Little Nutmeg Productions. Um, we had a fun chat. Her little one was in the room. And so just a, a bit of a warning, especially if you have headphones in, the end of the episode got a bit loud. Um, we were like trying to talk over the little one and anyway it did get loud so heads up (laughs) on that but it was a really fun fun discussion um megan operates her her design business a little bit different than quite a few of the the designers that i've featured so far and so it was really fun to just learn more about she's she's very creative and has lots of artsy kind of hobbies and just to to understand how that all plays a role together um, and what that looks like for her. So I hope you really enjoy this discussion. I hope you find something valuable and inspirational to apply to your own life. And I just, I hope you enjoy. I'll talk to you later. Hello and welcome to this month's Featured Designer of the Month. So excited to have Megan Jones with me today as the Featured Designer. So we'll be talking all about her designing process behind the scenes, um, talk about her as a person and all of that as well. I see she's here. Hello, Megan. Uh, Feel free to request to join. Um, There we go. Maybe. There we go. If anyone here is new to me, hello, welcome, excited to have you here. I am Jessica, the knitting pattern designer behind Snickerdoodle Knits, the design Hi. coach. Hello, the design <laughs> coach and mentor behind the Pattern Design Circle. And I'm so excited to have Megan here. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. <laughs> and we have another guest with us too. This is Graham. <laughs> hello. <Yes. laughs> 
he's our littlest guy. He's number four. And he likes to help and he loves art. So we are here and he is coloring nominally. So, <laughs> so fun. Excited to have you with us, Graham. <laughs> you say hi again? Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so Megan, do you want to give us a, a quick little introduction to who you are? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm on the spot and I don't even remember who I am. <laughs> Uh, my name is Megan Jones. I have been a knitting designer for a long time, uh, probably 13 years, maybe. Um, I started when our second was pretty small. Um, and I have four kids. I have a wonderful husband, um, a big property, a huge garden. Um, I have a million things I like to do. And... I'm basically an artist who uses knitting as one of my mediums. Um, so I feel like I'm not super traditional in a sense with spreadsheets and a love of numbers. That's sort of not my vibe. Um, yeah, that's who I am. Yes, that's so fun. I love it. Where in the world are you located? Uh, we're in Spokane, Washington. Oh, really? Okay, fun. I, I guess I don't have a cousin there anymore. She's moved back home, but. I had a cousin there for a while. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty nice place to live. I'm originally from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, um, but then ended up here, and we're we're never leaving. We really like it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had a. I heard something that sounded Canadian there. So. <laughs> it's still in there. I have a friend who reminds me on a weekly basis. He's like, "Oh, I heard it." I'm like, mm, "I bet you did." <laughs> oh man! Well. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, something else, there we have somebody with Canadian flags in the comments. Yay! <laughs> yeah. um, Sorry. <laughs> so, something that I think is fun to ask is for three words to describe you as a person. Hmm. Goofy. Definitely goofy. I'm silly. Yeah, you're silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chicken nunkies. <laughs> I'd say creative, uh, goofy, creative, and probably passionate. I have probably too many things that I'm interested in, and I can't really settle on one, so I just do them all. I'm I'm with you, except for when I started designing, I kind of abandoned everything else, and mm. I've only been knitting. And especially like the last couple of weeks, I'm like feeling this huge urge to like be creative in other ways and stuff now so i it's, it's really fun to chat with you <laughs> oh good maybe this is your sign just to like branch out a little bit yes there's i uh, yeah i've already had several signs i actually just purchased a, a weaving kit to finally mm -hmm. do uh they're just circular hoops mm -hmm. with some wall weaving things so Fine. i got a notification today that they've shipped so that will be my first thing. <laughs> Ooh, mail. Oh, I love mail. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> yeah. um, so do, do you weave? I do. I don't anymore. Um, but I actually did my Bachelor of Fine Arts uh, in, well, Mr. Moving My Hand. Um, I did my Bachelor of Fine Arts on a computer-operated uh, loom. 
And I also did Japanese wax resist natural dyes called Bakashi. Those are the two things that I specialized in. And then I graduated and I got married and my husband was wounded in Iraq and we had this tiny baby and I didn't have any time for like big process things anymore. And so I started knitting. So that's sort of where that started because I couldn't do big, gigantic patients, things like weaving, but I do love it. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Okay, I also want to hear more about your whole background in fiber and textiles, because that is a background that most of us designers don't have. Right. Um, I've been, well, I've been working with fabric probably as long as I can remember. My mom's a quilter, so I would help her. I was the ironer. She would, she would run it through the machine and snip it and I would like grab it and fold it open and iron it as fast as possible and then pass it back to her and that's the worst part in my opinion <laughs> but I love because you know what for me it's all about like the product and I'm a very efficient person and if I if something can't be efficient it kind of breaks me uh -huh. so the whole part of like I didn't even have to sew it and the sewing is happening I sort of <laughs> ate that up um so lots of that. I did tons of like art as a kid, like painting. Um, in high school, I was president of the pottery club. So ceramics in there. I went into a fine art program that was painting, drawing, photography, sculpture. Did two years of that. Transferred to another um, for my four year. A different school. Did was like three classes short, I think, of a drawing degree. I almost graduated out of the drawing department. And then I was like, I took a fiber electives class. And that was <laughs> it. I was like, I'm in the wrong department, dudes. So I switched over. And I did, I did like two years in a year and a half. So I took classes at the same time. And my instructors were wonderful. And I would like hit the... Um, the dye class and get the information and like put my pot of dye on because it was a natural dyes class and then I'd run over to the weaving class and get the lecture and like start that and then I'd like run back to the dye class so efficiency was in high gear um and it was delightful and then um what else did I do so yeah painting drawing everything and then like I said didn't have time for those big processes and so I started knitting because it was super portable and I could just put it down when somebody needed me um so yeah so that's kind of my background and then designing and then recently um I've started doing a lot more painting again so that's sort of I'm still designing but I've backed way off and I'm doing more painting I'm sort of hoping to get towards a show sometime soon that is so so cool um i'm like indulging myself because <laughs> i just love but so for me i always thought i wasn't creative i did sewing i knew how to sew some growing up um and i did a little bit of knitting growing up um mm -hmm. family friend had taught me my mom sews uh anyway but like from an artistic level i was like no, I'm not artistic. I can't do anything. And it's just like more recently that I'm like finally at the point where I'm like, okay, it's okay if it's not perfect. It's so, like mm -hmm. part of the fun of crafts and hobbies is just the fun of it. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the end product actually looks like. Um, yes. And so it was like photography and graphic design were a couple of the majors that I was really interested in, but mm -hmm. too scared to go into because I wasn't creative enough in my head. And so I just love how like your whole background is all 
like the artsy stuff. That's so fun. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, it's never too late to start, right? And it's just a matter of going, going. And the coolest thing I think that I've realized about the art world being out of it, like being away from art school, because art school is a double-edged sword in many ways, um, being away from it for however many years is that there's room for everyone. There's room for everyone, no matter what you do, you will find an audience, you have a place, you just have to believe in yourself and do it. So get started, try it, it's fine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't remember what else I was gonna say, but I'm curious to hear how, what, like, what do you think about the knitting world in comparison to your other, the other art worlds that you've been a part of? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm my real like super duper honest answer is I exist in my own bubble. <laughs> that there's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes that's <sighs> one of the best things, especially as a creative. Mm -hmm. Once we exist in larger worlds, it's easier to <laughs> it's easier to compare with everybody else and to feel like we're not as good or like we should be doing a different kind of style or, you know, all of that kind of different stuff. Right. I mean, I feel like um, my design just really comes from a very internal artistic place. Like it's just, it was my medium. It still kind of is. Um, and it, and that's really where it came from. And I was, it was things that I was interested in, in investigating. It's become a lot more commercial for me because I am primarily just working with magazines or the knitters planner, you know, where it's like, Lorinda's like, Hey, you know, do you want to put in a design? I'm like, sure. What are you looking for? I like, <laughs> I like that like exchange of ideas. I think there's a sweet spot in there that I'm really attracted to because it, um, sometimes I have so many ideas, narrowing it down is really hard. So that's my personal challenge is it's like, give me this much and I will explode it into seven miles. So, so that I like that part of it, but yeah, I just, I just kind of honestly live in my own bubble. I'm terrible at social media. I try super hard to like put stuff out there. But by the time I take the picture and I'm like, I'm going to share this. I'm like, but it's old already. I can't show anybody this. It's already done. Like, and then it's sort of this very fun hamster wheel I live in. But anyway, <laughs> I make lots of things and I love life. Yay. Yes. Yeah. Well, and so I am a, a, business mentor design coach um, <laughs> I have a design circle for designers and stuff like that and one mm -hmm. of the things that I think is the most important like I tell other designers is really what matters is your definition of success mm -hmm. you know if you're feeling fulfilled in what you do that's that's what matters <laughs> agreed agreed and I, I definitely went through years where it felt like, well, I have to, I have to publish with that publication to be successful. And then that would happen. I'd be like, well, whoopee ding. <laughs> it's like when your birthday <laughs> comes around, you're like, it's any other day. Like you still got to do stuff. Um, and it was really, I, I am thankful to certain publications cause I do love publishing with them. Um, and then the same kind of thing, like when I published my book, I was like, publish a book. And then it was done and I was like, okay, it's done, whatever. So it is that realization of like, just be creative, just like keep putting it out there. And then you look behind you and you're like, wow, damn, I've done a lot of things. Oh, well, I'm busy. Let's go do something else. You know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. Um, so how did you, you kind of told us how you got into knitting. How did you then get into designing? Um, I got bored. 
<laughs> I got bored of I got bored of trying to find the pattern for what I wanted and I just started tweaking the patterns that I have to make them into what I wanted and um like I said I'm not super at math I'm not the person who's like um I'm just not great at it I'm just not and that's okay um and I actually hilariously so like a lot of designers use um excel spreadsheets I, I like so this is how my patterns happen I write them down with pencil and I just, that's how I do it. And I have, you know, quadrille paper and, um, it's, but yeah, I was just tweaking, tweaking patterns that I liked, exchanging charts, moving from there, that kind of thing. That's just how it started. Hey, mom. <laughs> hey, yum. Um, I actually really like wildlife. Okay, hon. He actually really likes wildlife. Isn't that super? Cool. <laughs> Marker. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so then I also want to know how did you get into third party publishing? Ah, okay. Um, I sent off a proposal to Interweave Knits. Uh, it was my jellyfish bag. It was ages ago. Was it 2000? I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't remember. Um, yeah. But it was the very first proposal I ever sent off, and it was accepted. Um, and it was a kind of a magic moment. It was one of those, like, a sign from the universe, you should probably pursue this, because it doesn't happen to anybody a lot. And so that was it. That I just sort of got into that. Um, I was really lucky with the first two years of my associate's art degree, my associate's of art, um, the school that I went to was super intense on professional practices. And so things like being able to speak about your work, uh, being able to put together a proposal, being well-read, being literate, being on time, uh, deadlines are not suggestions, that kinds of thing. All the things that your traditional sort of flaky artist really has a hard time with, it was just sort of drilled into us. Like, if you're going to make this your business, you better treat it like a business. Um, and so I do credit them a lot for that first proposal because I didn't know what I was doing, but that proposal was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and they said yes. And then I just was like, well, now I got to figure this out. And I did. So, you know. Yeah, that's so fun. And then you you loved it. Posted lots more of it. <laughs> it was yeah. I mean, it's addicting, right? So when you have somebody tell you that what you've your idea is a great idea and they want it, that's addicting. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, it was well. If I if I got into there, can I do it again? Mm -hmm. Can I do it again? Well, what about this? Well, what about that? And so for me, because it comes from a very personal space, it was like, how much of this can I do? How far can I go? You know. Um, and then I, so published with them a lot. I mean, I've, I've published with Nitpicks and Interweave and Creative Knitting, uh, who's now defunct. Um, but right now I'm primarily work with uh, Webs and America's Yarn Store. Love them. And Vogue Knitting. Love them. It's always like I squee every time they accept my stuff. Like, no joke. No joke. I'm like, squee. Okay. And then Plymouth Yarn, who I also adore. And you guys should always check out their stuff because they have beautiful yarns. Yes. I, one of the first, maybe the first. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't the first. But the yeah. one of my very first, like, fancy yarns I bought for myself that wasn't at Michael's yeah. was one of Plymouth's yarns. <laughs> Which one was it? Which one? Uh, well, I got a 
gray gray mix and a deep purple i don't remember what they mean, but they always have such nice color choices that's the other thing i love about them hilariously this summer my mom came to visit and she's knitting away and i look over and she has this yarn that i swear to you is from 35 years ago and it's plymouth yarn it was hilarious. I texted it over to Kaylin at Plymouth, and I was like, check this out. She's like, we don't even have this on the books anymore. Like, no, you don't. It was, it was great. Uh, great. Um, so what made you interested in submitting to Interweave in the first place? Um, I don't know. How long did I think about it? I don't know. I mean, it was just a challenge. It was like, yeah. it's very, I'm very much geared to like, well, I could do that. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I, it, there's an opportunity. So I'm like, well, why not? Because if you don't take the opportunity, you can't actually succeed at it, right? Yes. So that's what it was. It was like, I'll try that out. Why not? Yes. There are so many people out there in the world in general who feel like they can't do something and so they never even try. And right. Miss out on so much. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Try more things and be gentler with yourself. Yeah, it, it's yeah. okay to fail and mm -hmm. try again <laughs> yes it absolutely is yes um do you have <laughs> do you have your your first you had mentioned your first uh design for vogue was one of your favorites do i you don't because i we don't get those back you don't get them back no though. but i i pulled out so i don't have that one and i don't have the sample for yes <laughs> because we don't get those back uh, or I do get them back but I don't get that back yet I took out a selection of sort of delightful textural fall things if you want to see them um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the Perea one since you oh sure favorite yeah I probably could have gotten the magazine out but you'll just have to imagine it yeah um <laughs> because forethought and planning whatever uh yeah it was fun. It, they wanted unusual construction. And so it was like, oh, how can we do this? Well, what about a triangle shawl and turn it into a sweater? <laughs> and so that's what it is. It's the back of the garment is a triangle shawl. And then you work up and over the arms. Okay. <laughs> color. And um, then it becomes a sweater. Well, sit here. You can look at yourself in the screen. See? Say hi. Say hi to all the working mamas out there. Say hi, working mamas. What do your kids do? <laughs> do they join you? <laughs> so yeah, that one that one was a super exciting achievement for me just because I'm a huge fan of Nora Gone and she's the editor over there. So like I said, I squee every time because whenever it's accepted, it's like, oh my God, Nora saw my stuff. You know, and that's just, it's just my own personal winning. Yes. Uh, so... Like, how many years have you worked with them? Or, like, how many designs have you made with them so far? Um, let's see. Uh, I'm just working on number five. Okay. So, yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> How's your coloring you going? Yeah, how is your coloring going? Do you want to show? Do you want to show it? Not good right now? Okay, well, do some more and you can show it to us. Right? <laughs> are all of your kids like artsy creative enjoy that kind of stuff um no no they all have their own just sort of distinct personalities yeah. abby's 16 she really likes painting 
a lot. Um, but she's, she's thinking about maybe going to be a psychiatrist. Um, Nora is 13. She's super into languages and reading and writing. Uh, Theo is eight and he's like our sports buddy who loves comic books. And Graham is four and he loves art and unicorns and who said unicorns? Who said unicorns? I did. Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so fun. Um, since you mentioned the painting, uh, I was wondering, earlier you said you're, you're doing a lot of painting. What kind of painting do you do? Um, I've been working mostly with acrylic on canvas and um, working with, you could probably call it mostly realistic uh, surrealism type images, uh, depicting what I would call mm, interrelational um, emotions. So um, <laughs> that moment when you meet someone and you have an instantaneous connection with them, how could that be illustrated? Um, the moment when you realize you've perhaps given your empathy to the wrong person uh, who's taking advantage of it and it was a trap and you knew it was a trap all along what does that look like i love flowers i paint a lot of flowers i paint a lot of architecture um and i yeah right now i'm working on one that's uh got a moon on it and some ammonite seashells and this is degenerating but we can just keep going <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Can you um, get down? Please. What like what size of canvases do you usually work with? Um, so what are those? 18 by 24. I've got a couple on 18 by 24, but yesterday I went to Ross and I totally snagged some 36 by 48 inch canvases for like 20 bucks each. It was amazing. It was my moment. And they like barely fit in my trunk. And I was like, this is meant to be, baby. You know? <laughs> so so coming soon, three more. <laughs> 36 by 48 inches. Hey, go look over on that shelf. Go look over on that shelf. I think there are some beads in there that you can play with. Yeah, go check it out. Yeah, go check it out. Tear it apart. Do your worst. <laughs> This is basically um, parenting. I mean, you know, just distraction. Yes. Yes. Um, is he at home with you all the time? He is. He's starting a preschool program uh, next week, which will be really nice because then I'm going to get three mornings a week to just like, you know, talk in sentences, which will be super. Um, I'm back. You're back. Hey, Mom. Yes, honey. Can you get me something else? Something else? Mm -hmm. Well, you can go and look over there and take out anything you want that red tin is filled with beads go check it out what one that one which one that one right there go no i'm not coming over there you got to check it out anything you want Is sorry <laughs> i mean we knew this was a possibility but <laughs> <laughs> yeah fun um and you know that's what your work your life, your working life is like pretty much yeah <laughs> everything happens in really small chunks <laughs> know how to work without distraction once he goes to school. <laughs> I, I probably won't be able to, honestly. I actually find that I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't work for long stretches of time. You know, like people who are like, I painted for six hours. I'm like, are you nuts? Like after an hour, I'm itchy and I gotta go do something else. So I think I like having that many things to do at once because I can just sort of bop around to all of them and, and then come back, you know? I've learned psychologically or how your brain works. You mm -hmm. actually, like, we're supposed to not work 
for more than 60 to 90 minutes in concentration periods. Perfect. That and feels right. That makes total perfect. sense. Yeah. That's where I'm at too. I yeah. tend to push through and just do lots all at one time, but then mm -hmm. after I'm exhausted. <laughs> <So>. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You can show us some of your designs. Oh, sure. Well, this, so I just picked out some that I thought would be nice for fall because where I live, it's cooling off a little. This one's called the Rocky Creek Cowl. Oh, that's cute. Mm. It's, it's kind of fun because it opens up, right? So mm -hmm. you can wear it and then you can open it up. I don't really want to put this on though because it's really hot right now in my studio, but you can open that up. Lots of texture. Oh, I love this one. This one's a Henton cowl, um, and it's because I'm a yarn hoarder, <laughs> and I buy, like, that single skein of beautiful yarn, and then I don't know what to do with it, because there's only one skein, so this is a really adjustable pattern, and there's optional beads in the bottom, and it's just, like, a really lightweight cowl for, well, like, this time of year, you know, when the morning is cold enough that you need something, but then later on, it's hot, yeah. um, I think instead of yarn hoarder, you could just call yourself a fiber artist and it works. It's true. I just feel like there's an emotional piece to it. Once it once it flips over into the, I can't use that. It's too precious. I'm like, whoa, baby. Whoa. Like, <laughs> there's materials and then there's like things you think are babies, but they're really materials. Right? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> and then. This is the Grand Boulevard wrap. Chris just really likes this one. It's asymmetry, simple texture, little lace and cables on there. Um, I don't know. That's sort of something I particularly enjoy in the fall. And then this one, this was published with Interweave originally. This is a Genesee um, Mountain Poncho. And I really like this one because I really manipulated the cable pattern. Like I, I took can you see what I'm doing? Yes. Um, I took this cable pattern, but then I put sort of two together because I wanted it to look like trees and like knots in the forest and stuff. So yeah, those are the four I took out. I mean, there's oodles. If you're a designer, you know all about the oodles of samples you end up owning and then you don't want to use because you're like, what if I wreck it? Yeah. So, and then yes. I, I um, started, well, I started designing not long after I really started seriously knitting. And so all of my sam all of my knits are design knits, but I don't want to wear them very much, but I don't have knits for myself. You're like, so I'm cold. <laughs> Aww. Yes. I uh I've actually like wanting to make more cardigans and pullovers and that kind of stuff because that's the kind of stuff I actually wear. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have to like use store bought stuff instead because I don't have anything knit. Um, right. Because mostly what I've designed has been accessories. And it's like, okay, it's cute when you want to look cute, but usually I'm super simple. I don't accessorize. And stuff. Right. Especially, you know, pandemic. I'm just home all the time. Right. No point. <laughs> yeah, I understand for sure. I tend to wear a lot of my shawls and stuff upstairs, which sounds crazy, but we have a, it's an attic. My studio is an attic that was turned into um, 
you know, whatever upstairs. Sorry, my daughter just texted me and totally threw me off my game. Um, <laughs> an attic that was turned into an upstairs, but there's not enough insulation. And so it is a cold as it's like, cold, it's insanely cold in the winter. And it's like the fires of Mordor in the summer. It's so <laughs> crazy up here, but you know, so it's perfect for knitting in the winter. You can bundle up a million things and feel great. Yeah, you know. then you go downstairs and realize it's not winter. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, that's no, funny. I hear ya. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things about about designing or like learning just how designing works is the fact that it is all based on math, right? Because we all start out and we're like, we don't want to gauge slot. Well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of important um, because then you can use that gauge swatch to tell how a pattern's going to fit you. So, like, I think a lot of knitters think about it as this restriction. This thing, it's like, I don't want to do that. I just want to start knitting. And it's like, but you can really use the numbers that you find in your knitting to calculate what that size exactly will be on you, right? So every sweater is going to fit really well. And that's that was my, like, aha moment with gauge and design and knitting and being like, everything's going to fit me perfectly now because I know what size it's going to be. Uh, it sounds so lame, but it was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it it is a big deal. It's uh, I learned especially that I'm a very loose knitter, mm -hmm. and so gauge is really, really, really important <laughs> because you know if I pick up somebody else's pattern, I'm not gonna get gauge with the needles. They say. <laughs> yeah, I hear ya. I and can't I be like watching for other people's designs. So. Right. Right. I had my friend, my best friend for a while was doing some sample knitting for me and she's a way tighter knitter than I am. And so, yeah, we totally ran into that with like, you know, okay, knit this sample, but you have to go up like two needle sizes. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely. Try it on two and then, you know, make sure to swatch it. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. The amazing thing though about being the designer is that you get to do the swatch first base your math off of the swatch and just continue <laughs> instead of making match somebody else's game yeah there's freedom there i yes i 100 percent, and that's i adore that part so <laughs> oh we have a cat on the premises now so we'll see how that goes a cat and a preschooler hey kitty <laughs> come up and say hi to everybody say hello there this is bean hi bean <laughs> oh all right get down don't cause trouble um oh i was gonna ask so what does your design process look like and has it changed a lot over the past 13 years of designing yeah i'd say so um i definitely when i first started it was a lot of trial and error it was a lot of knitting ripping knitting ripping um that's not very efficient and so it very it turned very much into writing the pattern ahead of time. Um, and then now, in addition to writing the pattern ahead of time, in my, like, shorthand on my paper, I type it out completely in the format all the way shebang um, so that it's ready to go. So then all I have to do is print it out and make a few corrections as I'm knitting if I've, like, screwed something up or whatever. Um, I am super spatial, visual oriented person and I can just knit the whole thing in my head like I know how it's going to go together I can start from the beginning I can interchange pieces um I'm terrible at math 
what my superpower is. I can knit it in my head. And so I can win that way. Uh, and so that's very much now. So, um, you know, knit the swatch, get the math, write the pattern, type the pattern up. The very last step, step for me is knitting the sample. I do the same. And mm -hmm. another reason I love it is because I'm just knitting a pattern at that point then. I'm like, right. not actually, I mean, yeah, I designed it, but it's the same level of effort. Yes. Yeah, great. Hey, Graham. Hey, Graham. Could you stop that, please? It's <laughs> percussion time, apparently. <laughs> it's an important part of the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, my dad's a percussionist. That's the funniest thing. My dad's a professional percussionist, so he comes by it honestly. But yeah. not the time, son. <laughs> no. Uh oh, we're in trouble now. <laughs> oh, bit. So, how do you like divide normally with all of your craft? You have certain time for your designing time, or how do you schedule it? Um. Did you hear that? Did you hear all those beads hit my floor? Oh, baby. Well, I know what my time is going to be after this video. I'll tell you that right now, for real. And I know that my daughter, Nora, is watching this video right now because the Instagram tells me so. Hey, Nora, I got a job for you after school, baby. <laughs> um, how do I divide my time? I really enjoy... Um, I, t I try to do my more technical stuff first thing in the morning because I'm a little fresher. Then um, my husband is medically retired military but so he's home so he'll he'll sort of hang out with mr mr dude over there for an hour and a half or so and i'll i'll get that really technical stuff done in the morning um and then maybe i'll paint for an hour if it's springtime i'll go out and garden i love gardening um i usually knit after dinner so like afternoon is normally like chores and errands and bus and cooking food and whatever um after dinner i will do my yoga and my weightlifting and then after that i will knit before bed so that's sort of my magical life and in there there's four children and two cats and or three cats and two dogs and six chickens and <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that um yeah so like part of my whole all right i want to be more creative artistic outside of designing stuff is i've created a time block towards nice working day this is creative <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes um okay so okay one more question about knitting um designing stuff self-published now versus third-party published i have no idea <laughs> I don't know. I haven't counted. Um, I do know that I haven't put out a self-published pattern um, that wasn't a re-release from a magazine in a number of a number of years. Probably four years, maybe five. It just it wasn't worth it. It wasn't. My business plan is not geared enough towards like I said, the social media, the taking photos, the building the hype, the blah blah blah. I'm terrible at it it's super inauthentic to me because it's, it, I just have to force myself to do it. And then I feel like people can feel that I'm forcing myself to do it. And so the best choice for me is just 
the third party publishing. And then I get that feedback of like, mm. oh, you have that idea? What do you think about my idea? And then they're like, we love your idea. I'm like, oh my God, you love my idea. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to make my idea really, really good for you. You know, and then it's, and then it's done in like that emotional, I don't want to say transaction, but like interaction is what I thrive on. And I don't really get that from social media because I just find it stressful. I just do. Anytime I post something that gets really popular, it makes me anxious. And I'm like, this is not my happy place. So, so third party it is for Megan. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So the Knitter's Planner is the only third party publisher so far. Um, okay. And Stop before I, I was super hesitant about it. Like I didn't think I'd actually enjoy it because to me it was like, working with a big company and it's like there's gonna be no interaction it's just like i make this thing hand it over and it's no but i of course realized it's totally different it is a lot of fun back and forth right in the design phase when you get the back and forth too and um yeah i'm i really enjoyed it <laughs> Well, and you, I mean, you lucked out with a deeply, deeply authentic, personal, wonderful owner named Lorinda Davis, who's fantastic. Um, you got really lucky with your first one. Because there, there are some companies that are way less personal, but like, she's one of the winners. She's a keeper. Keeper, always apply. Yeah. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I guess we haven't said explicitly, but we're both in the 2023 Knitters Planner. So if yes. you purchase the Knitters planner you will see a pattern from each of us in it it's true the planners are beautiful too i mean they have so much space in them they have spots for um design ideas and keeping track of your projects if you're one of those you know keep tracker kind of people um they have lots of space if you like to like maybe draw in your planner a little more than you plan things in it like some of us there's lots of space for that too <laughs> have an older version I do, yeah. There. I have it. I'd have to go get it. Do you want me to go get it? I can put Graham on the thing. Hey, Graham, you want to talk to her for a second? I want you. Okay, you want to. You talk to her. I'll go get it. Hey, Graham. You have yeah. <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> today? I love you. <laughs> All right, How about a mama's chair? So you have to go. All right. I'll talk to you later. I'm sure you will. Uh, so this is the older. This is the older cover. They don't have this cover anymore. But it's just beautiful. You know, it's got... That was my design from last year. And, you know, beautiful month, um, month marker divider things. And the patterns are in the back here. So that's the um, pinwheel cardigan from last year. That one was mine. What else we got in here? Projects. Oh, Karina! Her beautiful hat. Karina's one of my favorite people. Karina Ferguson. If you don't know her, Craft Star Studios. She's fantastic. Jen Lucas did a beautiful shawl. 
here as well. And then I think I missed Angela's. Let's see. These are all my TNNA peeps. Angela did a beautiful towel in there. And all these patterns have been returned to us, so you can find them on Ravelry. Um, I'm sure you can. Cadence Lollipop Cowl, Orsina Hat, and Quiet Wave Shawl. And then mine was the Pinwheel Cardigan. So, yeah, it's just a really fun... Um, it's a really fun project to be a part of. And, oh, look at this. So projects at a glance. So if you like to keep track of your projects in the back with this kind of, obviously some of us not super into that, but that's okay. Um, I have these nice blank pages I can draw in if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> There's, oh yeah, here's another one. Project planner. You can put in pictures in here. It's got all this info. It's got graph paper. I'll totally use this graph paper for sure. Not really a joiner. I try really hard, but I'm, anyway, I started doing my own thing. Like I said, I'm in my little bubble. It's where I like to live. Yes, that's so, so fun. Um, yeah, I think the 2020 is available now. Yes, it is. And there's new covers, and they're so nice. There's one with flowers on it, and there's an orange one, like a beautiful, if you're a pumpkin spice kind of fan, there's that color. And there's one other one that was really nice, too. Oh, yeah, little yarn balls. Yes. It was so much Yeah, super colorful. And then sort of the more standard ones. There's like a gold one that's knitting and a blue one that's knitting. And... That was <laughs> What, what you can't yeah. see is he just threw a mannequin foot down the stairs. <laughs> so that happened. Oh, here's the other one. Dun, da, da, da. Here, go knock yourself out. <laughs> Never a dull moment over here. <laughs> There's the other one. But which cover did you choose for this year's planner? The flowers. Yeah. I chose the flowers. The, it was. Right, what about you? I did the stripes, but I had a terrible time choosing. It was hard. I chose the stripes for. Um, I got the design book last year, and I had the stripes on it. It's really nice. They're super classy. Graham, no more throwing stuff down the stairs, please. I saw. I saw. Please stop. He's <laughs> my wild child. I don't know. Fourth kids are like something else. Um, yeah. So, knitting design you talk about? Otherwise, I'm going to go to gardening chat. I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling a little distracted. <laughs> I think you should try knitting design if you if you want to. If you're into it, if you're interested, give it a try. Um don't assume that you know anything and do lots of research. <laughs> Read patterns like books um, and look up, you know, Kate Atherley has a really good book on how to write design designs. That'd be a good <laughs> so now he's got the mannequin feet on his hands. So. <laughs> anyway. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we talked about, like, your crafty hobbies. You also do a lot of other stuff briefly mentioned it sounds yeah. like it's all right, it's part of your life part of me sounds like <laughs> yeah oh you're cutting out oh let me read your lips do you think it you're gardening oh my gardening yeah totally <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i i really love um 
I'm a little bit of a geek. Like, I don't want to unload on you. But we're de I'm definitely into, like, at least two different kinds of composting. And I know lots about soil structure and no-till gardening and worms. Um, and grow lots and lots of food. And I have a cabbage and bean tattoo on my arm because I love them so much. Um, we have chickens and yeah. So I think I think if we would all be a little healthier if we were maybe a little closer to our own food sources. And um, you can taste sunshine in food. And so I think it's super important to do that. <laughs> yes. And you really love eating. Bro. Yes, exactly. No, stop that. <laughs> okay. We might have to call this off. This is this is beyond. <laughs> this is beyond what it normally is. Um but we could do it again sometime if you want without him. <laughs> that was good. Thanks for joining. Do you want to share where folks can find you online? Oh yeah. Um LittleNutmegProductions.com. That's my website. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Megan Jones at LNMP. I'm on Facebook, Little Nutmeg, Little Nutmeg Productions, Knitwear and Design by Megan Jones. I'm on Ravelry as anything but snow. And it's been a long time since I had to list those off and not just like drag and drop them. And it was really hard to do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, so fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for putting up with us. <laughs> Talk to you and Graham later. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you found it valuable, please share the podcast with a designer friend. And if you have a minute, leave a review. It's so helpful for me and means the world to me. Chat soon.